Girls Gone Wad. This is Joy. And this is Claire. This is episode 298. This episode is sponsored by Kettlebell Kitchen, kettlebellkitchen.com. The discount code is GGW. Thank you for supporting the podcast by supporting our great sponsors. Hopefully you've tried Kettlebell Kitchen by now and you're just like in it. You're in it. You're loving it. The meals are delicious. part of your life now. You get why we're so obsessed. Why are you so obsessed with me? Because it's delicious. A lot of people will write and ask us like, what are your favorite meals? Honestly, guys. I don't. I know. I have yet to have some, and I truly mean this. I have yet to have something from them that I didn't like. And it's, I mean, sure, like, there are things, like, the... the um, Plantain lasagna. The plantain lasagna was so good. That, unfortunately, was, like, a weekly special. I haven't There's seen There's one that with, like, good. coconut on the something. There's, like, coconut crusted something. Coconut <laughs> on the something. You heard it here first, guys. <laughs> I still am such a sucker for the um, the beef and yucca, yucca. Yeah. However you guys want to mm-hmm. say that. And that, usually, you can get that almost every yeah. week. The, I still love the coconut pancakes, oh. like... So good. So, so delicious. Go to kettlekitchen.com, discount code GGW. That gets you $25 off your first two orders. Just get in there. Get, Whether, get on in there. And you can freeze them too. I had to. You can freeze them. Scott is real excited because whenever the kettlebell kitchen arrives, he's like, we got another shipment. And so I, he thinks that it's like exclusively mine. I'm like, no, you can, you, I can share the love. Like there's no way I can eat all these meals. Oh. It's great. Brandon takes it to work every day. So great. It's so good. Yeah. And I'm like, we're, so we're like squirreling some yes. away for postpartum. But then it makes such a huge difference. I mean, Brandon needs so just, much dang yeah, food. Yeah, you just so much don't food. have to think about it. It has saved us hours yeah. upon hours of our life from meal meal prepping. And it's, a, ugh. Yeah. It, what are you guys, waiting for, you guys? Just What are you waiting for? <laughs> Go now. Kettlebellkitchen.com. Discount code GGW. Thank you. Run. Goodbye. No, huh. but stay here because no, this knock, week knock on Wait, the come episode, back, come, back. come back. No, don't turn us off just yet. This week <laughs> on the show, we have Will Lanier from The Outwad. So Will has been someone we've been kind of mildly stalking, or I should say I've been mildly stalking for like the past four years, following the development of Outwad and just him as a person and all of the things that he's doing um, for the LGBTQ community. So we wanted to have Will on for obvious reasons, because Outwad is just an amazing organization. And not only are they doing workouts for the CrossFit community, but he is kind of expanded to do fundraisers for all sorts of fitness avenues, um, whether it be He's the spinning. gay mayor of CrossFit. He is the mayor of CrossFit. The gay mayor the of gay CrossFit. Mayor, yeah. in, in our, you, will hear, you will hear those words from his mouth in this episode. Right. He's the gay mayor of CrossFit. He's so wonderful. It was so fun to talk to him, even though Joy was like fangirling the whole time because he's, he's so really, really beautiful. He's a beautiful lovely. man. So <laughs> I don't know. Just there's, there's no arguing that. If you go on his Instagram, you're just going to... See some really beautiful photos of a beautiful man. But not only that, all all joking aside, the education he's also doing for the transgender community is fantastic. So you'll hear us talk about that as well. Wonderful interview with Will Lanier and Outwad. I went I never go into like the pajama section at Nordstrom. And I clearly like why why would you? And so one day I was like, well, why don't I go look at the pajamas? Because I don't really have like nice pajamas. And they had this like fuzzy sweater with like ruffles on it. And I was like, this is a great house coat. <laughs> this, is a great, this is a great staple. And so I need a house coat that's fuzzy. And I came home and Scott was really? like, Scott was like, is that a like jacket for work? I was like, no, it's my house coat. <laughs> he was like, what? Oh my God. Yes. I'm going to wear this fuzzy ruffle jacket to work. I mean, well, I'm at a point in my life. I'm at a point in my life where I'm like, I deserve a house coat and this is what I got. And so this will be forever my house. I support you. 
Thank you. I think we need to bring back the smoking jacket without <laughs> this minus the smoking. Minus the smoking. But lots of vel- more velvet yeah. lapels. Totally, oh, totally, lapel. totally. Yes. Oh my goodness. Okay. <laughs> okay. Can we get started? Because I have I have a really great opener. Claire's gonna like hate me for it. <laughs> okay. Hi, Will. Hello. I have a confession to make because um, <laughs> Claire is going to be amused this entire podcast because she knows how much I love you and that I'm like every single photo of you on Instagram is like, oh my gosh, Will posted another photo and it's so pretty and I love him so much. She <laughs> so was like, Claire's Claire, like, Claire Will, very Will keeps texting me. me. She's like, Will keeps wanting to be to like schedule an interview. And I don't know. I just, I'm like, what? this guy has been reaching out for months. Like you just put it on the freaking calendar, Joy. She's like, he's too pretty. I can't like, I just, I don't know if I'm going to be able to like Skype with him this whole time. Yeah, I can't so just like, let you know. I, I get like hot sweats every time. It's just like, yeah. I'm like he texts photos like, oh, it's me. And I'm like, ah, it's like, it's, I like throw the phone. Cause I'm like, he's so pretty. I can't even take it. <laughs> The only other person she acts like this with, by the way, is Bob Harper. So yeah. you are in good company. Oh my gosh, there yeah. accessories. There Perfect. Yeah, I'm just gonna wear a hat. There you and go. Then, Perfect. And then we can like do this. So do you have like a like a neck gaiter? <laughs> there, yeah, there's a neck. <laughs> oh no, like you know, for skiing, oh, like the thing yeah. that comes over your face. Somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I'm in my closet. So for the listeners, uh, we'll just put on a big hat, and uh, he's in his closet. He's just gonna put clothes on, and he'll eventually just be covered up. <laughs> So I don't have to blush this entire interview. <laughs> I have I have a I have a, a multitude of hats. So awesome. like Oh no 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 don't do that one. She has a cowboy fetish. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, so that was like the big joke because Claire's like, Joy, just please schedule this interview. And I was just like, I can't, I can't right now. Um, but we're so happy to have you on it because we've been wanting to talk to you for so long. So um thank you for coming on with us. Oh my God, you're, I'm so excited. You're like in this closet. Uh, you're in Austin right now? I am in Austin for three more days and because, then we'll be in New Orleans. Yeah, because I yeah. don't think I've never met you in person person, but like, I don't think I've ever seen someone travel so much as you. Like, I don't even know where you call home these days. I know it's Austin, but you're just like all over the map. Yeah, it's good yeah. stuff. Is it for mostly all the Outwad events? It's for Outwad and the foundation. Yeah. Okay. So I'm just all over. The the next five weeks are for the foundation and our Don't Be an Asshole tour. Yes. Okay. So let's back up and tell the listeners about Outwad and then just kind of how everything branched from there. Because I know you're doing a lot of different uh, everything, like oh, foundations God, yeah. and fundraisers <laughs> and all the things. So why don't you start with um, how you started Outwad? So I started Outwad in 2011. Um, I was a CrossFit coach at CrossFit NYC, the black box. It was really interesting. I was just teaching there. Um, I had a couple of clients and there was maybe five or six gay guys at the gym. And I was like, hey, let's all do a workout together on Sunday and then we can go grab brunch. And back then I was like, oh, and we can call it gay wad because that's funny. And it was just a social thing. We did it every month for a few months and then people started getting wind of it. And they're like, oh, we want to come to that. So a few months in, you know, our first one, we had six, our second one, we had, you know, seven. And then a few months in, we had like 15 and then 20 and then 40. And then within a year and a half, we were having 70 to 100 people come every month to a workout. I was having to like ask gyms in Brooklyn to host us because we didn't have enough room in the city. And one of our guys ended up moving to LA. 
was like, I'd love to have this in LA. How do we do this? So I teamed up with this gym in LA, uh, Brick LA, and we've been there for, this will be our sixth year coming up in June for a competition that we run there every year. And it is super fun. But then it, it snowballed into this collection of LGBTQ CrossFitters that I'd never imagined. So a few years in, I decided to start charging people to come and we would donate that money to different LGBT charities. We would bring in money, make t-shirts or whatnot, and then donate the rest to, you know, the Trevor Project or HRC or Anti-Violence Project, any of these like hyper-local nonprofits. And then finally, late 2017, I was like, all right, I've had enough. I had run three CrossFit gyms. I'd opened gyms. I went to Barry's Boot Camp and was running their stuff on the West Coast. I decided I was like, I'm done with all this. I want to start something where Outwad is a program of a nonprofit that gives back to the community that keeps giving to it. So it's all these fitness people, all these, you know, health and wellness folks giving money to Outwad and to, to and we we're giving it away to other nonprofits that are all really great, but nothing that's giving back to our community, like uh, bringing people into health and wellness or making them fit. You know, we're giving to homeless shelters and HIV clinics, which is all helping our community as a whole, but never something that like can change the life of an LGBTQ youth to give them access to what we all take for granted as our access for a CrossFit gym membership or, you know, healthy meals or, you know, anything that, that really matters to bring people to us. So, or into our fold. So I was like, I'm going to start this foundation called the Out Foundation. And part of that's going to be serving LGBTQ youth to get them healthy and to make sure that they're on a path that is away from drugs and alcohol and away from, you know, the unhealthy choices that you can make when you're between 17 and 22. It's usually like a, a path, you know, it's like there's two, four, there's a fork in the road. I can go the cheap path, which is usually beers and out with my friends, or I can go this more expensive route that's, you know, it's expensive to be healthy. Gym memberships are expensive. Healthy food is way too expensive. And being in that community is, is there's like a barrier for youth to be in it because of the cost, the cost prohibitiveness of it. So I was like, we're going to do that. And then we're going to help the trans community feel good in their bodies and help them move and, and give them access to the a fitness space so they can feel included. Because with that, with feeling good and going and working out, you're then clearing your mind. And it, it's just this whole, I was like, this is how I can give back to our community to bring them into the fold and, and really use fitness for their lives the way that I've used it for mine. So that's, I mean, that's a lot of tall orders. So obviously you, yeah. you had like this, <laughs> what was one of the moments where you're like, I see the problem. I need to find a solution. Cause I feel like that's where a lot of philanthropic projects come from is you're just like, ah, oh, I just have this desire to help. Like, Obviously, you have that in your blood somewhere, but were there moments or things that you saw that you were just like, there's just not a place for this and I could fill that space? Yeah. I mean, when I started CrossFit in 2009, I was the only gay guy at my gym. Um, I didn't know any other... Well, in 2009, I didn't know many other CrossFitters just because of the nature of the sport. But I felt... And this was in Dallas, Texas. I was I started CrossFitting in Dallas, Texas at CrossFit Dallas Central. And at, ne at no point did I ever feel unwelcome. And I thought that was so cool. And I moved to New York in 2010, joined a gym. And again, I was like one of five gay guys or gay people at the gym. And never once did I feel out of place. And I was like, God, this is this amazing community 
that I've never felt out of place. I need to get people here and I need them to feel welcome as I do. And that's where I started it. Like I was like, the CrossFit community is so welcoming to our community for the most part. Now, (laughs) um, there are, you know, the, the outliers, but that was my, my biggest thing. I was like, this is why aren't more gay guys here? Cause it's a healthy community. You know, most, not most, but you know, a, a large portion of the LGBTQ community, you know, chooses a path that isn't the greatest in health. And I wanted to, to show our community like, Hey, there's this really great place that you can feel welcome that, that you are championed to be a part of something. So it wasn't really like a problem. It was just an opportunity that I saw to, share this really incredible community with you know the rest of my other community i have this like crossfit community I had like the queer community it's right. like i wanted to make them one can you talk a little bit more about what you just said about like the lgbtq community not choosing or not having a, it as accessible uh, to being healthy like what do you mean by that um for especially for young adults it's hard to like have access to health and wellness that's the biggest like earlier when I, when I was talking about that. Um, it's just typically, and we're seeing it less and less nowadays, but you know, when I was growing up, kids were getting kicked out of their house for being gay. They were being, you know, when they're like 16 and 17, which means they're not getting into college. They're not getting good jobs. They can't afford, and you know, it's, they turn to the streets or they turn to, you know, the bars and they work in, you know, the, the the service industry. And it, it doesn't like breed this healthy lifestyle. I'm not saying you can't work in the, the service industry. Like I worked in the service industry forever, but it, it, it just doesn't breed that, oh, I want to get up at 5 a.m. and go to CrossFit or go to the gym. It's, it's more of a, these kids are working to get by and to survive and put food on their plate, not to have the luxury, quote unquote, of going to the gym. So you take all of this, you were working like a billion different jobs were you training mm-hmm. for a while? You were like training. You were you were in PR for a minute. Like you did all these things. Oh my God. I've done so much. Shit. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Oh, can I cuss on this? Sorry. Yes. I'm like mouth of a sailor. It's so funny because okay. everyone says that. I'm like <laughs> podcast equal zero filter. But um, no. yeah, no worries. But just, you were doing... I get an email from someone. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> yeah. If we do, that's on them. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We get a lot of emails. Sometimes it's about my potty mouth, so don't worry about that. Oh, so yeah, well, so you were doing all these... You can jobs. at me. Don't at yeah. me. <laughs> don't at me. <laughs> so what made you decide to just kind of like drop everything? I think on our podcast, everyone, we often talk about like quitting your job to do the dream and do the thing that you're like super passionate about. So what has that experience been like for you? So my like career trajectory, I was in PR. That's what moved me to New York. I was... I moved to New York and I was like, I'm going to be happy and I'm going to be excited about life. And this is what this is going to be. And I took this job, this PR job that was everything I wanted. I loved the job. It was just draining me in like my energy. And I was working 60, 70 hours a week and I was getting fat. And I'm like, that is not what I came to New York to do. I'm 25 years old and I'm gaining weight because I'm sitting at my desk all day. So um, I quit my job without another job. And I went to the owners of the CrossFit gym at the time and I was like, hey, listen, I'm really good at CrossFit. People like me. I'm L1 certified. Can I work for you? And I'll do your PR. Uh, they were like, sure. I like took that <laughs> leap and, and not only started that, coaching they're, CrossFit. They were probably like, and you could be uh, um, the face of our gym and we'll put a big poster on our front. <laughs> Everyone will come to our gym now. 
Well, that's what happened. So. <laughs> You're like joking, but not joking. <laughs> joking, but not joking. Well, so CrossFit wasn't a big thing. Um, there were three affiliates in New York City when I started CrossFit. Like total three on the island. It was great. I got to see this birth of of CrossFit in New York City. Uh, about three years later, I was approached by the owners of Brick CrossFit. And they were like, hey, we're opening a gym. We want to open a gym in New York. And you're the face of CrossFit in New York. And I'm like, no, me? What? <laughs> I mean, it's a great accolade, but I was like, no way, Jose. And opened Brick CrossFit in New York and opened the second location and opened Brooklyn and, and helped open Chicago and Boston. So really, it's really like living this like CrossFit mecca amazingness. Like it was the coolest experience I've ever had. And I'll, I'll always thank those guys for, for being, you know, champions for me. Um, but then I left there and went to Barry's boot camp for a little bit and moved to LA, which was eye opening in itself, the land of milk and honey. It was just like this beautiful weather, beautiful people. And I'm like, Oh my God, this is not for me. So <laughs> just not for me at all. <laughs> no. So I left. And that's when I kind of, I, I moved to Portland, Oregon for a relationship that swiftly ended after I moved. Um, but I took a job at 24 Hour Fitness and worked with them a bit. And it was such a great learning experience. I'd never worked in like a corporate fitness environment. And I took it as like business school for fitness. I'd always worked in CrossFit and then boutique and going to this larger, you know, mass market accessible space was super new and super cool. Right, like a global gym. A, a global gym, total global gym. But I, I got to learn like, you know, how they sell memberships and, and what their goal is. And, and, and it's a, you know, it's a subscription model. It's not a, it's not an ex experiential model where it's like, you want to make the experience amazing for these people because they're paying $300 a month for it. You want to make sure you have enough people coming in at $25 a month that you can keep the place open. So it's a different schematic but the heart of 24 hour fitness is, you know, it's members first. They always want, they always take care of their members first. And I thought it was just a beautiful mix of like what I came from and what, and what I added to it was really great. But, you know, living in Portland was not ideal for me. It was kind of tinged with this failed relationship. So about eight months in, I decided I was quitting everything. I'd saved up a ton of money and was like, I'm going to start this nonprofit because that's what people do when they want to make money and change their lives is start a nonprofit. So get rich quick. It's the classic get rich quick steam. It's totally, it's totally, that's totally true. That's what I've read everywhere. <laughs> no. So I started the nonprofit and God, like, I, I don't know like what the, the, the impetus was I just had this like brilliant, well, I thought I had this brilliant idea and I just ran with it. And I was like, you know, if I don't do it now, I'm never going to do it. And this is my chance to, to really make an impact and who knows how long it'll last and who knows, you know, what it'll be in the end. And it's like totally transformed my entire life and like people I know. And at this point in my life, I couldn't imagine doing anything else as stressful as it is. And like, as much as I work, and travel and you know i'm definitely not working out like i used to but i i'm in total love with every person i meet and everything i do and all the people who work for me and work for free for me which is another amazing thing <laughs> uh it's just yeah i i 
I don't see myself doing anything else for a little bit, but building this little baby to be something really good. So, Isn't it cool when you have a dream like that and things just start to roll? It's like, it's almost like the... <laughs> I'm a big universe person. It's like the universe like sends you these little angels of people and then like, oh, I could do this website for free or oh, I could do this for you. Or, oh, I could do that for you. And like, oh, I know this person. And all of a sudden things just start like lining up really fast. And you're like, well, I just yeah. kind of put it out there. And then the train just started going. So I guess I'm on the train now. <laughs> it's like I built this train. Let's go. <laughs> um, it's, you know, in 2014, when I was diagnosed with colon cancer, I... Uh, yeah, which is another thing we need to talk about because like, holy yeah, shit. Yeah, we'll totally talk about <laughs> That was a fun time. No, but since then, I've always told people a lesson that I learned from that was people want to help. You just have to ask. And if you don't ask, people won't know that you need help. And that applies across the board in my life. Like, and it's a lesson that I'm still trying to teach myself because there are things that I just won't ask for because I'm just too humble or too, you know, I have this like big ego that I don't want to ask for things. But a lot of, a lot of that was shed after, you know, that year. So, you know, that's how the foundation kind of occurred. I started asking people to be on my board. I asked people to help me with this and this and this and this. And it just, like you said, we built a train and now we're on a train. We don't know where it's going. We're building a track. So... (laughs) The ask thing is, uh, it really hits home for me because that's one of my New Year's resolutions is to ask the bigger questions and not necessarily ask for help, but just like put yourself out there and ask for things. I think it's it's something that we always feel like, oh, I don't want to either bother or oh, that's too much or whatever, whatever, whatever. But I think that's just really important is to just be like, I need this. Can you help? And you're also giving... I always see it as you're giving someone else the opportunity to help when you when you ask. So I think that's really important. So talk a little bit about to how you branched off into all these different avenues because it's not necessarily just for CrossFit anymore. Like you're doing it with all these no. different gyms, and it's just kind of grown to um, expand to a lot of different fitness events. And so talk a little bit about like the offshoots of that. Yeah. So our mission, like our overall mission, and how we build off of that is to remove the barriers that block the LGBTQ community from success in their health and wellness, period, right? And we've got our OWAD program, which is helping, well, no, let me take it back. Our programs in which we're we're funding, right, is our, our out athlete program, our scholarship program. With that program, we're mo- removing the barriers that block the LGBTQ young adults from access and participation in fitness so that they can achieve their health and wellness goals. So we provide year-long CrossFit gym memberships to these kids. Well, not kids. They're 17 to 22. So young adults, if y'all are listening, I love you. Thank you. So we provide year-long memberships for them. They get three months of meals from Kettlebell Kitchen. They get athletic apparel from RYU. They get shoes from Noble. They get a a weekly meeting with our out-athlete coach, which coaches them through, he coaches them through nutrition and goal setting. So they get this like incredible setup that basically removes all the barriers that they would have had to join and be successful in their goals at a gym. Like we've, we, there, there's nothing that they have to think about except for just getting their ass there and doing the work. So that's our first program. And then our second program is Out Health, which right now is very focused on the trans community. But eventually it'll be, it'll be, we'll be doing some work with dental stuff, with HIV stuff, with, with a, with a whole like slew of things that are, will help the larger community as a whole. But our big focus is our trans community because I noticed 
the lack of trans folks in the gym. I mean, I'm sure there are plenty of, I mean, I know there are plenty, plenty of trans folks that work out and, and go to gyms, but I noticed specifically at CrossFit, it was very, I was very hard pressed to find a trans CrossFitter, maybe a handful. And I started thinking about it. I'm like, what is the reason that, that trans folks aren't coming in and participating in fitness, except for these like, you know, outliers who are, are, are actually there. And the, the trans folks I, I talked to were, were very, you know, they were very open and honest that most trans folks don't feel comfortable in the bodies that they're in. It's not their, they're, they're existing in a body that they don't want to be in until they are able to, to alter that body or, or, you know, come to terms with how, not come to terms, but like accept their bodies for what they are, you know, they're not going to want to perfect those bodies or go to the gym and make those bodies healthy. So, our goal is to, we fund gender affirming surgeries. We help the, these, these folks navigate insurance and, and Medicaid to first help them exist in their bodies, in the bodies that they want. And then we offer classes that are trans only classes um, in New York only right now, but that help them move in their new bodies and provide a safe space with other trans folks so they're not thrust into this yoga class with 60 people in it that makes them super uncomfortable and super timid. So we're providing this like first stepping stone of getting them fit, getting them comfortable. And then we want to celebrate their bodies by, you know, either rolling them up into our out athlete program or, you know, sending, being, making them comfortable and showing them where they can go with our, our safe spaces. So those are our two programs. And then we have Outlaw that is our major fundraiser for these two, these two programs. So Outlawed is our CrossFit program. We have 120 CrossFit uh, Outlawds a year that all raise money for these two programs. Um, we also give back a portion of proceeds to the local community. So when we have one in Denver, a portion of that money that we raise goes to a local Denver LGBT nonprofit. So we're still able to impact the local community and impact our larger, you know, fitness community. So that's our our CrossFit amazingness. That is my my little angel baby that I've loved forever and ever. We do CrossFit competitions. We've got a program called Live Out Loud, which is basically any other mode of fitness that's not CrossFit. So spin, yoga, Pilates, any sort of boot camp. We call them Live Out Loud. So you can come live out loud with trainer Joe live out loud with soul cycle or whatever. Did you teach a class? You teach classes, right? Like you still do those yeah. for the live out loud. I think I saw an Instagram yeah, post yeah. of you like teaching a spin class. And I'm like, can you come teach one in Denver? For sure. <laughs> okay. I love teaching spin. It's my favorite thing. I do too. World. I'm a spin instructor. <laughs> and I love it. Come on. I, yeah. I haven't yeah. done it forever, but let's do a double one. <laughs> let's do it. Yay. <laughs> I will um, bring snacks. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's most of our fundraising is through fitness events. Cause we, and that's kind of our advocacy and celebration as well. It's like, you can come, you can be this big, loud, colorful, queer person and work out and get sweaty. And it's, it's super fun, but it's also for our allies and for our, you know, anyone who wants to come, we've had kids that were like 13 to old folks to like 75 come to our events and they just have so much fun. They're always like, I don't know, loud music and super colorful and balloons and everyone's just having a really good time. And the workouts are really hard because I write them. So <laughs> I want to ask you a little bit about something you said 
towards the beginning of the podcast about being the only gay man or one of the only gay people in the gym when you first started. And we recently had an email from somebody who was talking about feeling like they had this moral conflict with the roots of CrossFit, feeling very conservative. Mm -hmm. And for them, it was kind of more around like gun control and the fact that like the CrossFit Games winners get guns. Yeah. But you know, those other opinions there. But I think that, you know, that same, in that same vein with that, those conservative, more conservative thoughts or, you know, even kind of like all the way over to libertarian, you know, there are definitely um, a lot of very conservative gyms, very outspoken conservative athletes who are, you know, very prominent in the CrossFit world. So within, you know, gym to gym, obviously it can feel different, but how have have you ever encountered that or have you ever felt like the, I guess, sort of institution of CrossFit is more or less welcoming to the LGBTQ community? And how do you navigate that? Like personally, but also through the, through the work you're doing with Outwad. So I'll address that in two ways. One is CrossFit Incorporated. They are super supportive of our community. Greg is a great, 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 great man. And he's, you know, Every time I've seen him or every time we run into each other, he's like, oh, Will, I love you so much. You know, and how's Outwad going? Like very, very, you know, very supportive. And as a corporation, they're, you know, they, they employ a ton of LGBTQ folks, like as a, as a corporation. But then you get into the affiliates and that's a completely different world because their affiliates aren't part of, you know, CrossFit corporate. They pay for the name and they just have to follow certain rules and that's right which is sort of like for better or worse the whole way that crossfit works right yeah i mean it's great and it's also terrible right in many different veins not just in like social issues all the reasons all the reasons um but you know our the affiliates are what makes crossfit crossfit that's the communities it's the local it's the hyper local that that feeds into well the no longer regional but you know, the bigger, the bigger, the beast of our awesome community, right? So um, I have one story of just an email that I sent out. We So when we host an Outwad, uh, our publicist sends out an invite to all the local gyms within about 20 to 35 miles, depending on the metro. And I I always like log into our backend to see how these different things are performing. And we got clicked as... Um, spam by a gym um, in Virginia that I can't remember the name or I would totally call them out Um, because I doubt they listen to your show. I'll tell you why later. (laughs) Um, I'll tell you, not later, like after this, later in a second. We got an email and so the email invitations are like, hey, we're having a workout. It supports the LGBTQ community. Here's the poster and the posters are very generic. They said like, Outwad, Norfolk, Virginia, please come hang out, whatever. Nothing crazy, right? And they had marked it um, profane and, you know, vulgar or some shit. And because that's like, I guess, an option when you mark something as spam. And so I replied. I just like copy pasted their email and sent an email from my and my (laughs) with my signature on it. I was like, hey, totally understand. You don't want to have our emails. uh, Please. Can you let me know what part of our email you found vulgar? And so I can, you know, address it going forward. You know, very normal response from, you know. Right, because you're not like sending out posters with like naked people on them. No. There's nothing about this that 
on the face, you're like, oh, clearly you took this to be vulgar because right. it's a, yeah, somebody yeah. pole dancing. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to see that as vulgar, consumption. but is right. it? <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I don't know why that yeah. popped into my mind. I never received a reply, but then I like Googled the the gym and it is inside a church. So then it made a little more sense. So it's, it's you know, we see these amazing affiliates on one end of the spectrum that are super open and, you know, they want to be inclusive of their entire community. And then you have these super closed communities that are into the CrossFit workout, that, but clearly not into what CrossFit means as a community. And then that's, that's kind of where I get a little crazy because I'm like, this is community-based fitness and it is built on community. And the minute you exclude someone from your community, you're no longer a community, you're a clique. And that's not cool. Because that's not what CrossFit's all about. That's not where I, you know, I wouldn't have joined something where I thought, oh, this is a click. I joined something because it's a family and it's a community and it's supportive of every single person across the board. And then, and like I said, the minute you're not, this is no longer, you're no longer what CrossFit stands for. Right. You might as well be walking into the lunchroom and meet girls. Yeah. You can quote me on that. I, I, Anybody want to come at me? I will. <laughs> I will get you. <laughs> I, I no, I think that that I like the way that you differentiate that of like because I think it's true. Like there's CrossFit, you know, what we sort of lovingly refer to as the CrossFit van, which is you know CrossFit HQ. And I think at the end of the day, unfortunately, and fortunately, it does come down to the affiliates, and sometimes that's amazing, and you find this. And again, it can that it can really apply to anything down to like I've been to an affiliate. I, I've been to affiliates that have like these amazing hair products in the bathroom, and then you go to another affiliate, and you're like this bathroom doesn't even lock, you know, like there's no standardization of literally anything. And that's what makes it great because also it makes it so that if you go to one affiliate and you don't really like vibe with the, with the people there, you can try out a different one. But then it also does mean that, you know, not everybody is going to be as inclusive as you want them to be right? or as inclusive as they should be. And I like kind of what you say of like, yeah, it's, it's all about, you know, once you start excluding, you're not a community anymore. Yeah. Okay. Can we backtrack and talk also about the colon cancer situation? Oh, sure. one more. Wait, 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 wait. Right. Oh, really quick. Yeah. Why, do you, why, why do you think that they wouldn't listen to us? I'm curious because you said you were going to tell us why. And I'm really curious why you don't think they'd listen to us. Because they're in a church and you're having me on. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we, are, we are extremely, uh, what's that word? Controversial. Yes. Yeah. So controversial, controversial. I couldn't even think of the word. Okay. You're so controversial. You have a the, the 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 gay mayor of CrossFit on your your show. I'm that's the that's the name of this episode now. The gay mayor gay of CrossFit. Mayor of I'm CrossFit. Done. I love it. <laughs> Do you have a badge? Can we send you one? Yeah. Oh my god, please! Someone called me that, and I've like I've always been like shut up, but I kind of but kind I of secretly but, like it looking. Sh- shut up, but I accept. <laughs> no, that's right. Hey, right. listen, mayors go out and they like shake hands and kiss babies. And that's what I do. And they ask for money. Yeah. I don't see the difference. I'm yeah. literally out there begging for money every single day. Maybe for a good cause. For like, maybe slightly fewer suits. The suits are all behind my, my screen. Fewer shirts. You, you see casual <laughs> here. Fewer yeah. shirts. More <laughs> tattoos and chest hair. It's all good stuff. All good stuff. <laughs> If mayors would run on that platform, we would be in good shape. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you have a gay mayor now, governor. I love governor. Heck yeah, yeah, Yeah. so fun. Thanks, Ted. Okay, moving on. (laughs) 
Moving on. <sighs> okay, we're taking a little bit of a right turn into something that was really sad, but talk about your cancer diagnosis and what the fuck. Yeah, super fun. So I, I talk about this all the time, so it's not like a controversial, sad topic anymore. Uh, in 2005, I was diagnosed with ulcerative colitis, which is an autoimmune disease that affects your colon and kind of dealt with all that di- that that goes along with that disease. Um, it's not cute. They liken it. So to put it in perspective for your listeners and, and for you guys, like the sister disease is Crohn's. So if you know anyone with Crohn's, which people usually know more people with Crohn's and colitis or ulcerative colitis, uh, it can kind of, you can kind of understand the symptoms and, and you know what it affects. But so I lived with that from 2005 to 2014 and uh, I was switching doctors, had a routine colonoscopy and she found cancer cells. So I underwent three surgeries to remove my colon. So now I'm living with no colon and something that's called a J pouch made out of my small intestine that operates ish like a colon. So it made life super interesting for about a year. Uh, I had a colostomy bag, which was super sexy for a 28 year old. Yeah, I was going to say, like, how old were you? You were 28 when this was going on? Yeah. Oh, my God. But, you know, I feel like we're never given anything that we can't persevere through. And I'm not, and I'm saying that now in hindsight. Living through it was the fucking pits. Didn't hear, like, you know, we're never given anything we can't handle and this, everything happens for a reason. And it's, it is easy to say that when you're on the, on the other end of it. But, like, when you're in it, it's hard to think that way if, not impossible. If not, don't even try. No, I, sw- I swear, and this is the first time I ever said it on any sort of public situation. I was trying to figure out how to fasten something with my sheets so I could kill myself. That's how bad it was. Uh, yeah, it was just I, not good. I mean, I'm glad I couldn't figure it yeah. out. But. Yeah, we're too. But <laughs> right. yeah, but now I think it's important to talk about that kind of stuff because I 100%. think, like you know, whether it's a medical issue or a personal issue or whatever, you know, when you hear about people going through a similar situation, if you're in the middle of it and you hear someone say, oh, everything happens for a reason. And you're like, no, No, don't even, I don't even want to hear that. Have you seen those um, greeting cards that are like, I promise not to tell you everything happens for a reason. Or like, um, you know, I promise not to, I don't know. They're, they're basically like trying to turn around like the stupid sympathy stuff that people say. But yeah, anyway, I just wanted to call that out because I think it's important. It's so important. And so I do a ton of advocacy work for the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation, and I'm on a couple of boards at Pfizer for patient advocacy stuff. So I'm still, I'm working in that arena too. And, you know, we see patients and we work with, with all these people who are still living through it. And it kind of keeps me humble to see that you know, while I have made it through to the other side, there are people in it and who are living like, I know girls who are living with colostomy bags who are in their twenties. And there are, you know, guys who, who like, it's just, it's, it's a mess. And you have to, you have to show that there is something greater on the other side. So that that's in the one hand, but then on the other hand, you have to be, you know, empathetic that it sucks. It's terrible. And I'm not going to try to sugarcoat what you're going through, but I just need to tell you that you're going through it 
and there is something on the other side of this terrible situation. And yes, I'm here. Totally agree. Fine. Yeah. And I'm here for you. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and, and you can be the face of both of those, and you can hold them at the same time. So continuing on about your oh, so after my surgeries, that was it. I like went back to the gym and competed in the CrossFit Games Open that next season. <laughs> <laughs> my final it, surgery was in December and the open was February. Oh my God. Oh my gosh. That's like that's so a quick. really quick turn. That's really quick. I feel like I've known people who've like lost toenails and been like, ah, I'm going to sit this open out. I love CrossFit. And again, it's the community. Yeah. I literally came back and this is when I was managing brick. Like I came back, I taught a class and it had like 60 people in it because they wanted to be there for my first class. And then went to the open and was competing in the open and people were like living for it. And that's what got me through it. My entire brick community was what helped me through this whole time in my life. Without them, I, I literally, I probably would have figured out that sheet, you know? And I told them, like, I just went to their uh, holiday party and I was the guest of honor or something. And I was Own like it. speaking and Own it. you're the guest of <laughs> honor. That's so great. But I got to speak about community to them because it's very important. And it's all these people I don't even know anymore because it's been two years since or three years since I worked there. Oh my God, four years. And they need to know the importance of their community because they're part of something bigger than a gym. And that's what we're all part of in CrossFit. It's bigger than a gym. It's family and it's friends and it's life. And it's, ah, oh, it's, God, I fucking love it. It's so great. Claire and I talk about that all the time too, especially with this podcast. And I'm a broken record, but I'm going to keep saying it till we stop podcasting, which I hope is never. But like, that's the reason why we do this with like the emails that we get and the people coming in and the people are just like, don't you agree that in life, we just want to feel like we're, we belong. Like we just want to feel like we belong. We want to hear people say things are like, oh, me too. I feel the same way. Like that's all we need. And that's why CrossFit's so amazing is for that. But then like all these offshoots that happen because of it, it's just, it's unreal. It's so cool. Yeah. I know you because of CrossFit. Yeah. Like sort of. we would never would have been. I know Joy because of CrossFit. Yeah. I mean, like we wouldn't have met. None of this would have happened. This podcast would not be taking place. It's yeah. a real deal. We could not be more opposite. And here we are. Yeah. No, really. Like, <laughs> anyway. You're both wearing gray. So That's true. Great. Well, this is technically blue. You just can't oh, see it. Fine. Yeah, but it's the only thing I own that's not. Actually, gray, this is so. blue too, Clever. This is. Oh. Blue. <laughs> <laughs> well, perfect. See, it was meant to be. Oh my goodness. All right. So you're going to New Orleans tomorrow. Mm, Thursday. You're Thursday. You're traveling all over the place all the time. What is coming up? On the docket next, what are you excited for? For the Out Foundation, for Outlawed, for Out. What's the other one? Out Athletes, Out Fitness. All the Outs. All the Out Loud. Yes. We're, we're on the Outs. We are currently on a tour called the Don't Be an Asshole Tour. It is our transgender education tour for the fitness community. So we launched on January 11th. Was our first stop in New York City and. Sorry about that. That was a little. It was, was very that? pleasant, whatever it was. Yeah, it was not bad. Someone completed something in base camp. <laughs> I love base camp. <laughs> I know, me too. Oh my gosh. The best. Do you use the emojis when you send things to people? Uh, literally. You know they have emojis. Yes, like little reactions. Yeah. So we're on uh, the Don't Be an Asshole tour. First stop was uh, New York City last this last Friday on January 11th. Then we were in D.C. the 12th. 
New Orleans is on the 11th. We're part of Wadapalooza on the 20th. We're going to be on the Wadapalooza Experience stage doing our education. And then we're in Denver on the 25th. So this is yeah. January 25th, right? Yeah. The, is, it, is that the Friday? And That's you're not going to be, because I, I was trying to line up you being here for our episode 300 party, but I think you're leaving like, or you're probably going to be busy with stuff. <laughs> it's on the 26th, right? Your party? The 27th. Yeah. Is that Sunday? Yeah. It's Sunday afternoon. Oh. Yeah. Why are we having a party on Sunday? I know. I know. It's, it's fine. Sweet. The theater was available. <laughs> Listen, I booked our flights today and I was so excited because I thought it was going to be on Saturday because we're not leaving until Sunday morning at like 6 a.m. to go to Salt Lake City. And oh, I was going right. to surprise you with it. Dang it! <laughs> my surprise. Oh my no. If you would have showed up, I would have died flat over. But then uh, that would have made it hard for me because I would have had to like, I would have like gone into labor probably. Yeah, the shock yeah I was like, aren't you pregnant? Isn't there a baby coming? Yeah, there's a baby coming. Put off for a while. It's I'm like at better. the point, I'm at the point where I'm like telling myself, oh, it's any day now, but really it's going to be like in a month, but I just have to tell myself it's any day now because if it's, if I tell myself, oh, it's not for another month, then I'm just going to go live in a cave <laughs> where okay. I don't have to get up or sit down, just <laughs> lay on my side and have someone else roll me over. Yeah. Oh. It's not going great. The other day, yeah, the other day Claire I'm was like, excited for this kid. Claire was like, I got to get up and get something. <laughs> she just sends me this like meme of a polar bear just like rolling over. Like, <laughs> like can't get up. <laughs> ah. This is a much cuter version of what's currently happening. <laughs> oh, guys. It's It's match. Is this the first kid? No, I have a three-year-old. But he was easier to, to grow. This one's been a nuisance. Okay. You know, it's fine. She's going to be I a little I support you. Me. Yeah, I support you. It's whatever you're going to do. Yeah. Okay, so okay, back to Denver. Denver. Yeah. Joy is clearly coming. Yes. Y'all going to come to my thing? On yeah, Twitter? totally. Oh, yeah. The, wait, it's Friday, Saturday. Is it Friday or Saturday? 25th or 26th? Friday. Okay. Friday. Friday night. I'll have to drag Cross Sandy. Creek. Okay, cool. Oh my gosh, it's like down the street. Okay. So tell our Denver listeners what they can expect. There's a panel. I'm the panel kind of leader. Uh, the panel in Denver consists of Alyssa Royce. She is a CrossFit affiliate owner out of Seattle. She is an advocate for everyone, really, but we're using her as a trans advocate now. Um, but she and her husband own CrossFit or Rocket CrossFit. Um, they both had gay parents, her and her husband. So they've just been, they run a gym that is completely gender free. And it's super cool to see how she runs this very inclusive gym. So she's one of the panelists. And the other panelist is Dylan King. He owns CrossFit uh, Flambeau in New Orleans. There are panelists. So I present about 10 to 15 minutes of education on what it means to be transgender and what different words mean and pronouns and shit you can't say and don't ask this question, but ask this question. And then they provide feedback in a business and fitness setting. And then we open it up to the audience to ask questions. It's been so fun. We just, I mean, we just had two events, but we've seen about 75 folks come through and just the, the openness of these folks coming in. And it's like gym owners, it's gym goers, it's people from the community who just happen upon, you know, what we're doing. And the feedback we've gotten has been really inspiring. 
because it's, it's just like a broad stroke of the trans community. It's some of it, some people is the first glimpse of a trans person that they know sitting down and chatting with a trans person. And I think that's the first step to humanizing the trans community to a lot of these CrossFit, we're in our own little bubble a lot of times. So it, it's cool to humanize what it means to be trans. I mean, if you saw, I'm sure you have seen some of the comments on Facebook for CrossFit games allowing trans competitors, you would see that we live in a very polarizing Right, place. and really uneducated. Very uneducated. Uh, uneducated. And and we know we start the pro- the program off with, we are not here to, this is not a science lesson. We're not here to debate transgender inclusion in competitive sport. We're here to educate you on what it means to be a, a transgender person and how we can be a better ally and make our spaces more inclusive. Because here's the deal. 0.05% of CrossFitters will make it to the games level. And that does not include you or me. And I've been doing CrossFit for a decade. <laughs> like I'm never making it to the games and I don't care to. I just care that the gym that I go to is inclusive of everyone because we're not there to go to the games. We're there to work out, get fit, be a part of something bigger. And that's what we want to, to educate the community. The, like we said earlier, it's about the affiliates and it's about that community. I could give a shit less about the games. I'm glad that CrossFit opened it up. But that, to me, was just them signaling like, hey, we are here for you and we support you. I love and that. And people, people have like... <sighs> I like was losing my mind. That's why I posted it. I was like, normally I would dive into this. I don't know if you saw my post on it, but I was like, old me would dive in here and drag the earth with the rest of this unreasonable humans. But I choose not to. Here's a link to our (laughs) tour. If you want to learn more. No, and And I I think that's, I think that's great. And I think, I mean, yeah, people are idiots and I totally agree. And, but I also totally agree with you that like, you know, we talk about this all the time. Why does everyone lose they're cool so much about the CrossFit games. You're not competing against this person at the games. Chill the F out. This does not affect you. But I think it's a cool opportunity because I think just like trans people in general, if you are not somebody who is around trans people on a regular, you know, or you, you know, whatever, like, yes, we've all interacted and maybe known or not known or, you know, what have you. But if there's not somebody who you personally know, you probably have never had an opportunity to sit down in an open and honest space and have someone say like, this is okay to say. This is what's not okay to say. And, you know, I, I like to think and believe that a lot of the issues that people that are not part of the trans community have are not even issues. It just it's like they don't know what they don't know. They truly don't know from a place of ignorance. Yeah. Yeah. From that place of like, I didn't know that it wasn't, you know, that's not the term or I didn't know. And I'm not sitting here trying to be offensive, but like, who do I ask? Right. And yeah. yeah. And, and I thing, think like, like you Claire, can just walk up to somebody and be like, excuse me, what do you prefer? You know, like, or how do you ask someone what's your prefer- pronoun or how do you, whatever, like well, we have an exercise. A- Perfect. We do. You do? <laughs> yeah. But I think that it's great because I think it is like, I think they're, you know, I feel like I feel that way. And I know other people who were like, I don't want to be a prick, but I don't know any better. And so instead I just don't do anything. Well, here's and the instead thing. I just don't eat at all. 
Claire and I have had this conversation recently and we want to have more conversations like this is we are so afraid of being offensive that we just don't have the conversation at all. And I would rather mess up and be like, I fucked up. I said the wrong thing. And for you to say, Joy, you don't say that. I'm like, okay, now I know better. Instead of just being like, well, I'm just going to avoid it altogether. And so how can we have more conversations where we're all willing to say, look, I know nothing. Please educate me. Let's have a conversation. I'm going to mess up. I'm going to fail. Like we need to be okay with failing in conversations with each other because that's how we learn and that's how we're going to grow. And I think that like having more conversations like that is so, so important. And I love what you said. I just want to add this to before we end is I love what you said way at the beginning where you were like, I didn't see any trans people in CrossFit and I didn't see the community that I wanted to see in the CrossFit gym. So I went out and asked why not. And that was just like, well, that's so cool because Another thing that Claire and I really want to have more conversations about is I don't want to be in a room where everyone looks like me. I don't want to be in a room where like I'm, it's all like, I don't know, girls who look like me. I want to have diversity. I want to have different conversations. I want to go like, I don't know what it's like to be in this community. So how can we bring them in and bring them all together? Like that is so important, I think, for all of us to do. And that's and that's part of this tour. It's like, we want you to come in and ask those questions. And we want to tell you, hey, transgender is an adjective, not a noun. Like it's, it's these simple things that you wouldn't know. And it's, and and unless you're looking for the information and actively like searching for it, you're not going to know, or unless you know a trans person that is willing to have a conversation with you, which by the way, most are, and they want to help educate you. So if you do meet a trans person, you know, ask them, Hey, I have a burning question, not about their genitals, not about any of, you know, something that you wouldn't ask, you know, the barista behind the Starbucks counter. But ask questions and educate yourself. Part of our tour and part of the presentation is how not to be an accidental asshole. Like that's a whole part because I've done it and I've learned and I want to instill this education and we've got the people there to help. It's just, and it's a safe space and it's, it's just, that was the whole point of this is to do exactly what you said, to, to have people learn and to not avoid but learn to embrace. When I think people are scared to look stupid because we all yeah. are just well, like, right, I know. Isn't that silly? <laughs> but it's like, that's the thing of like, oh, I just don't want to ask the wrong question. Or I don't eat all of those things. I think just prevent people from even stepping out to learn, which is silly. But I just would encourage people to think about that is like, okay, would you rather just sit back and let the world pass by and not learn and welcome more people into your life? And help people that maybe don't feel included by having these conversations? Or would you rather just sit back and be like, okay, I'm just going to live in my bubble. I just think it's really important to to do this. So you're amazing. No, oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and we really are going to send you a badge. We'll bring it on to your Denver event, the gay mayor of CrossFit. Okay. <laughs> CrossFit registered trademark. Gay, gay mayor oh. of, yes. Oh my god! Don't call it. Don't call it a CrossFit podcast. Podcast. Um, <laughs> yeah, we have. We have been. We have experience with told. that. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. So, where can people find you? Me personally, or me the foundation? All of the above. <laughs> All of the above, because your Instagram account is kind of pretty. So Thank my Insta is is at True Blue Will, which is the gayest Instagram handle. If you have the background on it, um, I don't. What is that? <laughs> So I was born in 1986. Okay. And Madonna. If you even reference True Blue, (laughs) 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 that's my favorite album. I'm gonna cry. Uh, 
So that's true blue. <laughs> Will. Um, Just when you thought that Joy couldn't fangirl anymore about this, you go and bring up Madonna. <laughs> oh my God. I oh, am. Hyperventilating. That was like, when you said, when you said 1986, I was like, if he even says the true blue Madonna album, I'm going to cry. And you did. Don't cry, please. That's amazing. That's amazing. Most people think it's because I live in Texas or I'm a Cowboys fan, which is not actually, I mean, not factual. It's match. It's match. (laughs) It's match. Uh, So that's mine. Outwad is at Outwad. The Out Foundation is at the Out FDN. It's like if you said foundation really fast because we don't want to take up all your characters. (laughs) And it's the same on Twitter. Our new uh, our new website just launched. It's imout.org and it's real pretty because I designed it and didn't kill anyone during the process. <laughs> That's impressive. It's so, I it's was close. I was really close. It's a no kill website. It is no kill. Yeah. Great. All humans remain safe. That's great. And animals, yeah. I would hope. Yeah, I mean, he's in the making. In the making of this website, no animals were harmed. Exactly. Oh, you can follow my dog at cash not credit. There's a period between all the words. Oh my gosh. Cash dot not dot credit. Oh, he's okay. So what now that we're ending the podcast, yeah, you need to bring your dog wait, in. Wait, what kind of dog is he? Let me grab him. He's going to bring <laughs> him in. Now that we're done, cash, I want cash, to come here. Dog. Oh my gosh. Cash, not credit. You want a treat? I may have to go like actually grab him. He's, he's, he's like a cat. He didn't give a shit. <laughs> the girls want to see him. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like a little fox. <laughs> Oh, hi, baby. puppy. Oh, my God. He's it's like, a- this is so beneath me. Who dad? <laughs> he's, he's, he's like, so- dad. Oh, yeah. He fucking hates this. He's <laughs> like, I will tolerate this, I suppose. They're like, I'm sleeping they're on your pillow tonight, you. Oh, yeah. He doesn't sleep with me. He hates me. <laughs> totally like a cat. That's amazing. He's totally like oh, a no. cat. You're not kidding. Oh, yeah. like, no, he doesn't give a shit. He's like, I'm out of here. That is too funny. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Thank you so much, Will. This was so much fun. Yes. Oh, my God. I'm so excited to hear this. It's been so fun. Thank yeah. you so much. I can't wait to meet you. On I know. Oh, big hug. And you're going to hopefully get to meet our, our like podcast mom also, who is hysterical. <laughs> All right. Go put your right. kid to sleep. Yes. Okay. Yep. Bye, Will. Kid. Okay. Bye. Oh, my God. Thank you guys so much. Yeah. I've had so much fun. I know. Bye. So good. We'll talk to you soon. So good. Okay, yeah, bye. I'll see you soon. Okay, bye. Bye. bye.